Blog Talk Radio. Parents, how many times have you taken a cell phone from your child as punishment? Well, one North Texas dad was actually locked up for doing that to his 12-year-old daughter, and today he faced trial in Dallas County. It's a case that went so far, this father tells us he may file a civil rights complaint. This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to our virtual living room, where we discuss today's issues and how those issues relate to the Holy Scriptures. So sit back, relax, and engage in conversation with us. Good afternoon, and the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. I'm Josiah, and welcome to our virtual living room where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all praises to the Most High in Christ, and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. This week, we're going to talk about a really confusing, maybe appalling situation that happened to a man in Dallas, Texas. Uh, this man uh, noticed that his daughter had put some uh, text on her phone or was texting some things that were unseemly about her stepmother. And I think one of the words she used in referring to her stepmother was ratchet. So consequently, as a lot of fathers would do, most fathers, anybody that's trying to really raise the child right, he took the cell phone from her. Well, taking the cell phone from her actually landed him in jail. And we're going to talk about that. Joining me here in the virtual living room, I have first off our brother Kazakia. Shalom to our listeners. Give all praises first and foremost to the Heavenly Father Christ. Shalom to uh, the host as well as the brothers on the panel. It's definitely it's a pleasure for me and a blessing to be back and be able to participate in the show. And uh, Lord willing, we can definitely get into this article and bring out the edification and the spirit of our Lord and Savior Christ. And also uh, joining me, I had the pleasure of introducing our brother Kabar. Yes, shalom, brothers and sisters. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. You're loud and clear, bro. Good. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Good to be with you. Shalom to the, our listeners on the panel. Good to be with you also. And as always, giving all praise, honor, and glory to the Most High. In the name of Christ, for his understanding, as it is written in the Holy Bible. Brothers, I want to say thank you for joining me here today on this program uh, to discuss this topic. You know, um, you, you know, the three of us, uh, we, we're fathers, so we can kind of relate to what this man is going to. We've, we've been children also, and uh, so we can kind of relate to what the child's going through. And um, uh, I'm probably the only one that's uh, been a step-parent. Uh, you know, I don't think Kazaki or Kabar, you, you, you brothers have that experience, but you know, all these different roles in life, you know, they have their own unique perspectives and so forth. But there's only one perspective, of course, that's that's the right one, and that's the one we get from the scriptures. So now, just to give our audience a really good idea of what's going on, I have uh, prepared a clip um, concerning this whole situation, and I want to go ahead and play that clip now. Parents, how many times have you taken a cell phone from your child as punishment? Well, one North Texas dad was actually locked up for doing that to his 12-year-old daughter, and today he faced trial in Dallas County. It's a case that went so far, this father tells us he may file a civil rights complaint. News 8's David Goins joins us with more on that story. David? 
John, that is free tonight. He was found not guilty in this trial. The judge said there simply wasn't enough evidence uh, for a jury to be able to convict him, so they dismissed that case. Uh, at this point, it is a bizarre case of mom versus dad with a child, a cell phone, and the Grand Prairie Police Department in the middle of all of it. That's not right. Cell phones connect us all, but for Ronald Jackson, this phone had the opposite effect, tearing a family apart. I have to separate myself from them. He's talking about his now 15-year-old daughter and her mom after he was cleared of criminal charges today for doing, well... You know, just like any dad would do, you catch your child sending bad messages on their phone, you take it from them. A few hours later, Grand Prairie police showed up at his house asking for the phone. At that point, I decided the police don't interfere with my ability to parent my daughter. Mom, Michelle Steppy, sees it differently. As a mom, I'm, I am upset um, because, number one, the property belongs to me. She told jurors she called police after dad took the phone away. It is a phone, but it's principal. I can't sit here and tell my daughter that it's okay for someone to take property from another person. Even if it's her dad? Even, even, in, even so. Well, Dad got a citation in the mail and requested a jury trial in Grand Prairie. After he refused to take a plea deal where the city attorney asked him to return the phone, the case moved to Dallas County. A warrant was eventually issued. Jackson says he had no idea it was issued, and he was arrested. Even spent a night in jail and paid $1,500 to be released. I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's, you would think we were on the Jerry Springer show. At trial this week, the now teenager testified about her dad taking her phone. After prosecutors wrapped their case Tuesday morning, the judge ordered the jury to find Jackson not guilty, saying there wasn't sufficient evidence to prove a theft charge. So Jackson won the case. I have to separate myself from them. I can't ever have a relationship with them again. But he knows he lost a lot more. Over a cell phone. She's disowned her own father. And this case is far from over. Jackson's attorneys say they've planned to file a federal civil rights complaint for the way they say their client was treated, not only by the Grand Prairie Police Department, but the city attorney's office as well. And yes, Dad still has that cell phone tonight. Live in Dallas, David Goins, Channel 8 News. All right, David. Well, as you might imagine, this story really got your attention on our Facebook page with more than 500 comments, almost 1,000 shares. I want you to take a look at this, give you some idea of what we're hearing from people. This is from Barbara Webb. A parent can't even be a parent now. Waste of taxpayer dollars. And she would never have another cell phone as long as she lived in my house. Uh, here's, a, a ch I think it's Chaz uh, Lance who says, um, how did this even end up in court? He's the parent. She is not. What he says goes, inappropriate text? Absolutely not. Phone privileges revoked. Good job, Dad. And then finally this one. Uh, this is abuse of the legal system. Cannot believe that they even let this go to court. The father should have been given a pat on the back, and if the mother was not backing him, she should have been fine. So tell us what you think. Look for the story on WFA on our Facebook page, and of course leave a comment. Okay, uh, brothers, I think that's a uh, uh, good background for the audience, and we may bring in a couple of other uh, details about this whole situation as we go along. But before we go into the meat of it, I also want to bring Abaja into the program. Uh, welcome, Abaja. Hey, Shalom. What's on, Christ? Bless everyone. Good to be here. And again, we're giving all praises to the Heavenly Father in Christ so that uh, our listeners may receive some type of edification from the Scriptures. Uh, all right, Abaja, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, as I was uh, saying earlier, you know, there's some uh, different roles in this. Primarily, it's the, it's the dad and his daughter. 
And, you know, in a situation like this, you think that's probably would be the beginning and end of it. But, of course, he's spending the weekend with his daughter, and his daughter's not satisfied. She's a little bit disgruntled. Or maybe just a, just a sheer fact that, uh, you know, her mother gave her the phone, and she shows up back home without the phone. Her mom said, like, where's your phone? So even if she don't want to say anything to her mother, she's probably got to because the phone is missing. So now the mom comes into the picture. So now you got three parties. All right. So the mom, um, you know, reaches out to the father to get the phone returned. And he says no. And then she's ticked off with him. And I understand this. And, you know, I've had this type of situation in my life. And, uh, you know, possibly I don't I hope my ex-wife wouldn't have called the police on me for any reason like that. But. You know, at times, you know, you have people that uh, are disgruntled. They have some animosity for you, and they don't mind hurting you like that. I don't know if this is the situation because that's not what the mom said, but what she did do, she en- she ended up contacting the police. So now you got a fourth party involved in it. you got the legal system involved. And there's a surprise fifth party involved in this, um, and I'm not going to reveal it yet. I'm going to reveal it later on. I don't know if you brothers picked this up when you were reviewing the show information, but we'll see in a minute. So, Kazakia, let me let me ask you, if uh, you were in this situation and you had taken something from your child because they had misbehaved, would you or would you not have been surprised when the police contacted you about it? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I would have been very, very surprised um, because – Parents are parents, children are children. And a, a question that I've asked on more than one occasion, who's raising who? Are parents, especially nowadays, are parents raising mm-hmm. children or are children raising parents? Okay, so as far as that is concerned, it, 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 to answer your question, yes, sir, I, w- I would have been surprised. I really would have been surprised. But at the same time, you know, the, the scriptures gives us uh, gives us. Uh, Guidelines. It gives us ways uh, of how to how to deal with situations uh, before they escalate and, and they just they're just teetotally out of control, out of hand. One one guideline the scriptures give us is in uh, the book of Hebrews, chapter thirteen, and verse sixteen. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So hmm. that being stated, what could have happened quite easily? What could have happened? Uh, could have been, okay, I got the cell phone. Dad calls mom. Hey, I've got the cell phone. I've confiscated the cell phone. And the reason why I confiscated the cell phone was due to inappropriate behavior slash inappropriate messages uh, being uh, being sent on the cell phone. And then, you know, let the, let the, let the conversation ensue from or continue from that point as to, the, the cell phone being returned or or, or, or or whatever the measures that have to be taken so that the uh, police did not have to become involved. Okay. Um, and, and Kabar, uh, from your perspective, uh, do you see anything wrong with the actions that the dad has taken in this case? No, I, I don't see anything wrong with the actions the father has taken because here you have a situation. The father's First responsibility is, of course, to provide and protect his child, and and also primarily to teach them uh, right from wrong, and 
And like the scriptures tell us in Proverbs chapter 22 and 6, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So that was a father's attempt to show the daughter right from wrong, to say, hey, listen, this is not how you talk about anyone, especially your, you know, your, a person who's acting in the role of a parent in your life. It was not right. There's consequences to that. And he uh, moved to execute an appropriate consequence. And, um, you know, of course, the mother, because of, you know, personal reasons, whatever the capacity and the relationship between her and the ex-husband um, really took vengeance against them because of it. But as far as the father's actions, I think it was not only appropriate but a measured response to the child's misbehavior, according to the scriptures. Okay. So, so uh, Kabar, this man's name is Ronald Jackson. The mother's name is Michelle Steps. And uh, this is from the article that went along with the clip. It says, uh, Jackson said he took his 12-year-old daughter's cell phone as punishment after finding inappropriate text in September 2013. A few hours later, officers from the Grand Prairie Police Department showed up at his front door asking for the iPhone 4 back. At that point... I decided the police didn't don't interfere with my ability to parent my daughter, Jackson said. And brothers, let me just mention I I've got a little background noise in there some places. Anybody hear that? Well, I'm actually yeah, okay. myself. All right, that took care of it. I think that took care of it. All right. So uh Kabar, this this whole point when the police comes there, um he he decided that the police don't interfere with my ability to parent my daughter. Um, should was that the right position to take on that? Well, I have to say, you know, there again, also, um, you know, he he wasn't, you know, going against uh, any, any particular law or ordinance of you know, the state per se, you know what I mean? Of course the cell phone didn't belong to the, to the police department. And, you know, he had a right, you know, for all intents and purposes to take that stand. He hadn't really broken or transgressed any law. Let me read further. It says, uh, Michelle Stepp, the child's mother, sees it differently. As a mom, I'm upset because, number one, the property belongs to me, she said. Step told jurors on Monday she called the police the day by uh, the day by her daughter lost the use of her phone for disciplinary reasons. You can't take someone's property regardless if you're a parent or not, Step said. Now I'm not sure exactly how she meant that, but it could it could mean that she was saying that uh, the phone belonged to her and that Ronald Jackson could not take her phone. Michelle steps phone, the mother. Yeah, I mean, according to the information I got, that you know, of course, it's, it's the mother who actually, you know, made the purchase of the phone and, and gave it to the daughter for her use. Um, now, of course, like like one of the comments that was read earlier um, in a clip, bringing the audience up to speed. You know, as long as you know when that when the daughter is in the father's home, you know, he has the right to make that stipulation that, you know, can't use his phone, there's a punishment attached to your act and so on and so forth. But, of course, when that, when uh, this ex-wife requested, listen, give me the phone back, 
you know, it is her property. Um, me personally, I would have just given her the phone because, you know, you don't know what can actually come out of that. Um, so when she requested for to have the phone given back to her, that's an entirely different matter. Um, me, I wouldn't have had a problem giving her the phone back. Just, you know, as long as she understands, listen, when she's here, because of how she's behaving, she can't use it here. Okay. About you, I'm, uh, thank, thank you for that, uh, Kabar. About you, I, I want to uh, go a little bit further into this whole situation and see if any scriptures come to mind that if this man had exercised uh, any of these scriptures, then this situation, any, any scripture come to mind to you that if he had done those things, this situation is not taking place. Because obviously the scripture uh, is big on disciplining your children, correcting them, making sure that they understand right from wrong. So it's pretty obvious that that was a good move on the part of Ronald Jackson. But this thing is escalated and it's just spiraled and blown completely out of proportion. And you got a whole lot of uh, parties involved that everybody should have known better. It's the child is only, everybody's acting like children instead of the child, you know, the child's, of course you expect that from a 12 year old, but you got the adults Um, and you got the legal system also going into this. So I want to, I want to ask you to, in in, in, uh, Kazakia, and Kabar, if you brothers would also, think of any scriptures that could possibly have prevented the situation had Ronald Jackson just exercised in the scripture. Also, okay, so this article goes on to read, says um, three months after, uh, well, let me, let me read this part first. Uh, Ronald Jackson and Michelle Stepp readily admit they are not a couple anymore. Jackson said they never were married but had a child together. Step said Jackson didn't become part of his daughter's life until she was seven. Three months after the phone incident, Jackson received a citation in the mail for theft of property, less than $50 in value, a Class C misdemeanor. According to court documents, the city attorney's office office offered a plea deal in January 2014 if Jackson returned the phone. Jackson hired an attorney and requested a jury trial in municipal court. Court filings indicate the city's attorney's office requested the case be dismissed that same month and refiled with the Dallas County District Attorney's Office as a more stringent Class B misdemeanor punishable by six months in jail and a $2,000 fine. Cameron Gray, a defense attorney representing Jackson, said a warrant was issued and his client was arrested at his home in the middle of the night in April 2015. Jackson posted a cash bail of $1,500 to get out of jail. On Wednesday, detective... Well, that's that's as far as I want to go with that. All right, so now, this thing is escalated from police coming to his house saying, hey, listen, give us the phone. All the way to this dude has gone to jail having to post a uh, $1,500 bail and the the charge against him is now more stringent. So, is there any scriptures that would have guided this man so things wouldn't have gone this this way? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I I want to throw a couple of things into the into the mix before I answer that question because okay. we're looking at something that's up. It's, it could have been dealt with very simply, you know. But we're dealing with the case of two individuals that had a point to prove. And they were basically doing whatever they felt was within their power to prove their point. 
But uh, I want to add a couple of things to the discussion. Um, number one, just to the last point that you brought out, and uh, I'm using three different sources. I'm using the source um, from the Internet that you uh, played the video from, I think, which was a local ABC News affiliate. Um, I'm also using a, uh, a, a website for the uh, Channel 11 News here in Atlanta. And I'm also uh, using a source from the Washington Post, um, you know, just going, just trying to gather some more information about this whole thing so that I can get the full scoop. But uh, this was a statement from the Grand Prairie Police Spokesman. Uh, I think his name is uh, Lyle Jenser. And what he told the local Dallas ABC News affiliate is that the police tried to get Jackson to return his daughter's phone. And that's what you stated. But this is a quote from, from that uh, police spokesperson. It says that we do not like these kinds of instances to go into, into the criminal justice system. And he says that we prefer to keep it out and the phone return and let the parents, the two adults, let them work it out amongst themselves. So that's what their intentions were. But, again, because someone had a point to prove, they pushed it further. And now this mm-hmm. thing winds up in the, in the legal system of the land. Also, I'd like to add that um, I think this was actually from the Washington Post. Um, and this is a, a quote from the mother, Miss Stepp. And it says that she respected Jackson's parenting moment, but that he should have given the phone back. And this is her quote. She says, I stand behind him taking the phone for punishment. I don't stand behind him not returning the phone to me when the visit was over. And that's what she told the Washington Post. And she says that mm-hmm. parents have the right when their kids, I've taken away phone privileges. She said it had to do with giving back property that did not belong to him. So when it says further that when she returned to pick up her daughter, she demanded the cell phone. And this is according to official court documents and Jackson declined and she sent him a demand letter. And then it just snowballed into what we have right now. And, and the reason why I wanted to add those two things into the discussion is because it kind of gives you a little bit more information about people's motives in a sense. You know, because I'm not going to get into what the scriptures call surmising as to say, well, well, he she's was just saying that. <laughs> yeah, she's just saying that for the news. You know, he was really bitter and this, that, and the other. And, you know, they'll throw facts in about him not coming into the girl's life until she was seven. Anyone that has lived long enough knows that basically that can be used to demonize the father, you know, saying that you never wanted to be a, a factor of the child's life, uh, you know, a parent in the child's life and this, that, and the other. But she may have never told him that she was pregnant until seven years later. So, there, you know, I don't want to surmise and get, get off from the discussion. But just going by what has been stated and what we got from those different sources, the scripture that comes to mind, and it's very simple, is Second Timothy 2 and 24. And it says, A servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient, and meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. And the reason, the point that I want to uh, focus in on is the striving part, because you have a father and a mother just based on what's written here. Okay, again, like I said, I'm, I'm going by what the sources are saying. Okay, I'm not going into, you know, well, you know, she wanted to do this, and you know he wanted to do that. I'm not dealing with that. Okay, right. Just going simply by the sources, you're looking at two people that have uh, uh, on the surface don't necessarily have a disagreement as far as 
the action that was taken. You know what I'm saying? So she agreed as far as, yes, you know, I've taken away phone privileges, X, Y, Z, so forth and so on. But really, it, it became a matter of striving when now he's going back and forth with this woman about a cell phone that he didn't purchase. And I think uh, the article from the Washington Post actually mentioned that he was actually paying the bill for the um, service of the phone. You know. Okay. So if it was uh, a matter of I'm trying to prove a point and show her right from wrong, then cut the service on the dang phone off and call it a day. Because now right. you're in a situation where you don't have sole custody of this child. You have joint custody with the mother, okay, and you can just by the nature of the relationship, you know, the, the relationship was strained. So he was really in no power to do more than what he had already done as far as taking the phone. And if he really wanted to press the issue or didn't agree with some of the things that the mother was, because honestly, the way that the first article painted the picture, it made it seem like the mother was basically going to say, give me the phone back. I don't care what you say. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. That, that's why, very, why the scriptures go into talking about judging a matter and hearing the matter before you make a judgment. Um, but it was just a matter of he's already made his point as far as what was within his power. Like Kabar stated earlier, he, should have given the phone back because now it has escalated to this point. And if it was something that he and, his, and the mother still kind of had a disagreement with, then the only thing that he could have done was disconnect the service. And you know what? This is what she's going to do and how she's going to behave when she's with me. But I really have no power over what she does with you. You see, you follow what I'm saying? So in that situation, right. you know, his hands are tied because the mother and the father are already not on the same accord as far as, you know, certain things. They're in two different households. But that that's the first scripture that comes to mind. I want okay. to add a, another two to that because, well, two scriptures. Romans 12 and 18 says, if it be possible, right, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men, meaning with everybody. Then another scripture says, Proverbs 15, 15 and 1 a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So when you look at these two scriptures, they can one can be applied to uh, the mother or the you know step um, ex-wife, and then the other can be applied to the state, meaning the police and the courts and things like that. So when you look at Romans 12 and 18, when it says, if it be possible as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. What that scripture is telling us, commanding us, is if there's a way to resolve things peaceably and calmly, you seek that path out. If it exists, you should take it. That's what the scripture is saying. So if that possibility exists and that it can be resolved peaceably without a whole bunch of problems, that and Christ taught us the same thing, you should seek that path out. And the wisdom of that path. So how do you apply that with his situation? The brother brought out additional information from additional sources. The mother didn't have a problem with the discipline. She was just saying, listen, I bought the phone. I want that in my control and in my power. So, and she had the right to say that, and he, he didn't have the right to comp- basically confiscate the phone from her, the mother, um, because, you know, it was her phone. She owned it. Right. So he should have just said, listen, I'm not going to fight over you whether this is your property. It is, so there's nothing to fight about it. it. The possibility exists where you can just give the mother the phone and that be that, and the thing could be more peaceable. But he didn't seek to do that. So 
you know, that interjects an aspect of pride going on in his mind because that, that actually exists before all of the other ramifications kicked in, that possibility was first presented. So let's just, you know, make that part clear. But he went beyond that, and then other things got put in motion. The other aspect that kicked in was Proverbs 15 and 1, the soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger, meaning hey, maybe a hostile situation that presents itself to you. That soft answer is how are you going to respond? Are you going to meet aggression with aggression, or are you going to meet that aggression with uh, being peaceable and wisdom and strategy? How are you going to meet that? So basically it's just to tell me, are you going to render evil for evil or anger for anger, wrath for wrath, tooth for tooth, eye for not? However you want to look at it. So when the police came and said, listen, he had already gotten a notice about the woman wanting to stone. When the police came, there's nothing to argue with the police for. They come in pursuing the same thing that you got a notification for. So the, the soft answer would have been, listen, you know what? Here, here's the phone. You can return it to her. The grievous words is, no, you're not going to tell me what to do, and I'm going to keep the phone. So the thing mm-hmm. is, we have to look at how we're approaching situations. Is it actually out of the pro- actually out of the scriptures for the benefit of the child, or are we doing things because our pride in our so-called manhood is getting tested or or hurt? So we got to really examine the matter and say, listen, this thing is about the child and what's beneficial for the child. Not how I feel about it, not what I'm trying to get across to this mother about it, but what's actually going to be most beneficial for edification's sake. So that that's the distinction. Okay, thank you for that. What about you, Kazaki? You you have uh, a scripture uh, that might have kept this man out of hot water. Oh yeah, um, going back to that first scripture that I read in uh, in Hebrews thirteen about the communication. Uh, it, what harm would it have been for him to call the mother? Look, I found I, I found uh, some not some nice messages. And, and and our daughter's tech uh, and our daughter's phone. I uh, took the liberty to take the phone from her, and uh, you know, whenever you want it back, I can bring it to you. You can come by and pick it up, or, or, or whatever. Boom, settled it up. That didn't happen. Uh, and I'm looking at it. I'm looking at an article from the Washington Post. It states, after Jackson confiscated the cell phone, both parents said the girlfriend went. No, excuse me. The girl went to a friend's house and called her mom. Police were sent to Jackson's home, and while there, tried to get it back, uh, back, tried to get it back. So had there been just a little bit of communication, uh, the, the father taking the initiative or the mom taking the initiative to, to, to understand what happened, why the phone was confiscated, and also talk about, also conversation about, okay, well, you take the phone, I understand it, because she's uh, the uh, Mr. Step or Miss Step clearly uh, state, "quote I stand behind them for for taking the phone for punishment. I don't right. stand behind them right. not returning the phone to me when the business was over." So obviously they were on the same accord concerning the act of taking the phone. They were not on the same accord concerning you know what happens afterwards. So uh, here again the communication in Hebrews thirteen that could have kept them out of hot water. Also, Matthew, the fifth chapter, in verse 25, where it says, 
Agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him. Lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. So at this point, that's kind of what happened. Uh, they, they were not in agreement concerning uh, the, the phone as, as far as him relinquishing the phone. So guess what? The authorities are, are brought in. So Father still could have kept himself out of hot water when the authorities are knocking out the door. We want the phone back? Sure, no problem. Here's the phone. The reason why I took the phone was because of blah, 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 blah. But please see to it that her mother gets the phone. Uh, but that didn't happen. So now, here again, you've got this situation that has just spiraled out of control completely due to the fact that uh phone was taken and there wasn't enough communication between the two to uh to 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 to, to come to a peaceable understanding slash agreement as to what is to happen with the phone now that it has been taken. Yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, for clarification, two two different things. One, the discipline of the daughter. Two, how he interacts with the, the mother or the ex-wife. So everybody's in agreement, even the mother, ex-wife, about the discipline of the daughter. Where the issue comes in is his interaction with the ex-wife, the mother, his interaction with the police department or the state or the powers that be. It was the correction of the daughter, everybody agrees with. But when it came to him interacting with the mother in a proper way and with the powers the proper way, that's where he fell off at. That's where all of the problem came in at. So just so we clear what we're talking about. And just lastly, aside, before you move on to the next point, um, just kind of going back to what I was initially saying about two individuals having a, a point to prove, you know, I just want to read very briefly um, Proverbs 22:15, And it says, and I'm focusing solely on the first part. It says that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. And the correction that we were dealing with was the father taking the phone, obviously. But the part I want to focus on is that foolishness being bound in the heart of the child. Obviously, it's one of those things where the daughter is trying to play both sides, both ends against the middle. Okay. I don't like what my father did. I'm going to call my mother. So mm-hmm. just look at the mother's initial response. Well, you know what? I'll deal with it. You know, now, again, we don't know exactly what was said, so to speak, to what extent. We can only go by what was presented to us based on the different news sources. But that was one of those things where the two parents should have dealt with that outside of the child, going back to even uh, the, the point that Zaki brought out, and settled that without the child having to be involved in that in this, in the, uh, to the extent that she is right now. But, um, you know, it just goes back to one of those things that because I got a point to prove, no, I got a point to prove, now everybody is losing. Because now, and I, I don't want to get ahead of you, because uh, I think you said there's another party involved. Now he's actually being asked to relinquish legally his parental rights to this child so that 
the ex-wife and her current spouse can legally adopt the daughter. Okay, and 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 you're, you're right about it. That that is another part of the story, and I wasn't even thinking about bringing that part up. Um, but uh, you, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I I am going to bring up that surprise party, and you know nobody's brought it up yet. Uh, but I'm not going to bring it up just yet. I, I do want to explore though uh, this whole thing about discipline and punishing a child for uh, bad behavior and so forth. It, you know, what's the appropriate punishment? Because we understand in this situation that there's nothing wrong with him taking the phone from the child because of the text messages that she sent about her stepmother. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. But I think he held on to the phone about three years. Uh, Kazakia, is, is that appropriate mm-hmm. to take the phone away for three years because of it? Uh, I would have to say, and this is just my opinion, I would have to say no. Uh, because I'm looking at the article, and uh, and I'm stand, I'm going back to to the principal to the principal uh, sentence that I was reading. I stand behind them. Quote: I stand behind them for taking the phone for punishment. I don't stand behind them uh, not returning the phone to me when the visit was over. Parents have the right to discipline their kids. I've taken away phone privileges. It had to do with giving back property that did not belong to him. So at this point. Okay, yes, the phone was on Jackson's cell plan. That is that is stated in the article. So at this point, what benefit is it to Jackson for him to continually hold on to a phone that more than likely he wasn't using? Because at this point, at some point, you would think that he's gone beyond what he initially intended as punishment for the child because I would think that he intended to take that phone for some period of time, temporarily, and then return it to her once he thought, okay, now you learn your lesson. Don't do that again. Here's the phone back. Because obviously he wanted her to have, have the phone and the service and all that because he paid for the service. Exactly. And that's my point. And, well, and I guess maybe I should ask the question this way. What benefit is it for him to take the phone away and keep it with him on his person for as long as he kept it? Maybe I should have asked the question that way. I mean, because, I mean, I've been, I've been a child myself, and I've had things taken from me as a form of punishment for my behavior. So, you know, and this is, these are just my experiences. Whenever, whatever was taken from me, I had to deal without it, you know, of course, at the determination of my parents. But usually it didn't last no more than maybe two to three weeks. And then there was the speech afterwards. Now, you understand why this was taken from you, or you understand why you did what, uh, why we did that which we did to you, right? Yes, ma'am, slash, yes, sir. Okay, here it is back here. You, you get to use it as long as you understand why you have this. If we, if we have repeat offenses of this nature, then I'm going to take it back, and then the penalties are going to be a bit more severe. But those, are, those were my experiences. So all I'm saying at this point is, why couldn't why couldn't a measure like that have been taken uh, con, con, uh, con, in that particular matter? And of course, I understand uh, Mr. Jackson's uh, his mindset. Uh, I was being a parent; a child does something wrong. You teach them what teach, you teach them what's right. Of course, that's what you're supposed to do. Thus saith the Lord. Um, further on which goes back to Abaja's point that he was making. At that point, Jackson told News Station, uh, I decided the police don't interfere with my 
inability to parent my daughter. Right. Of course, right. police should not have to interfere. Hear me what I'm saying. Of course, police should not have to interfere with how a parent raises their child. As long as the child's well-being, health, it's safe, uh, his or her safety is not being jeopardized, okay? Uh, but for him to have the phone as long as he had it, what ultimately is she learning? Wherein is the edification at that point? What, what type of experience is she going to – excuse me, what type of lesson will she take away from this experience? I said something that was off, and now my dad's taking my phone away from me, and I'm not getting it back. Okay. And this, this, was, this was the offense. This was the offense. The beginning, the beginning of the article from the Washington Post, she was 12 and uh, – excuse me, she was 12, and her mother said she was not fitting in with her father's family. She grabbed her camel-colored mm-hmm. iPhone 4S and shot a text to her friend, roughly, I don't like his ratchet girlfriend or her kids. So that was the offense. And so basically the, the, the punishment has to be commensurate with the crime. Right. The, or the punishment has to be fitting for the crime committed. In this case, she said some off-color things about uh, her, her, her father's new family and her kids, which, according to the scriptures, that's her family too now. So guess what? She's being disrespectful. So what the father decided he wanted to do, of course, he takes the phone. So him having the phone as long as he did, was it commensurate with the offense committed by the daughter? That's the question. That That is, that is a great question. And, um, you know, uh, Kabar, um, you, you don't have a, a, a tween daughter, a teen daughter, or anything like that, but you do have a daughter. And I'd like to ask you to go into your imagination and project forward about eight, nine years when your daughter's of age where she might have a a, a cell phone. And if she were, think about it, if she were to uh, text something uh, off color of any nature um, and you decided that the appropriate punishment would be to take the phone for a period of time, how long do you think you would take it? Well, I mean, just knowing myself, um, you know, before she gets a phone or whatever it is, computer, there's always going to be some stipulation about what's expected. So, you know, she's going to get the guidelines first and foremost. I love that answer. I I mean, I would think any parent would. You know, it's just not like, okay, here's a car. I, I, you know, you know, you know, you 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 let the you, they have to be boundaries, and parents have to set those boundaries based on the understanding of the scriptures, and that's what you do. It's a, it, you know, you don't raise your kids, you know, uh, you know, once every six months. It's incremental. So <laughs> as they move from level level to level, adding new responsibilities, that's what they have to understand. It's not a cell phone. It's not a bunch of fun. It's a responsibility. You got to charge it. You got to make sure, you know, you're taking care of it. And this is what it's for. This is the purpose. You take things out of their purpose, then there's a consequence. Here are some of the consequences you're going to face. So she'll know, you know, up front what, you know, what the deal is. Now, if she breaks that, then, 
you know, hey, listen, if you do that, I'm going to take it for a week. You know, if it's something else, I'm going to take it for two weeks. Something else will take for a month, something else, you're just going to lose it completely. So, I mean, it's it's incremental. You know, like the scripture said about the Mahatomosa corrects, corrects us as a nation. He told right. us that, you know, he's going to correct us in measure. He will not leave us, you know, altogether unpunished. So the Lord is telling <laughs> us, I believe he says that in Jeremiah. So the Lord right. is telling us, listen, I'm not going to let you get away with it, but I am going to correct you according to the crime. So here, here's my rules. You break this, that's the consequence for that. If you break this, well, that's the consequence for that. Like in the past, some some uh, uh, offenses, you mean sacrifices, other offenses, you were the sacrifice. Same thing in Christ. Even though under, under Christ now you don't have the death penalty, but in Christ as a body, some 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 uh, sins you can make an atonement for, okay, through Christ. For other things, you get excommunicated out of the body for. So the thing is, that's what children have to understand as they grow up, that life is about the responsibility and, and taking on more responsibility as it, ex, as it is expected from you as you get older and learning how to manage that responsibility. There's fun, yes. There's enjoyment, yes. But with that, here is this is the responsibility that goes along with all of that. So as long as you respect those aspects and keep everything in balance, everything will be fine. But if you if you go outside of those confines, just expect there to be a consequence. So what I mean, would I have kept it, you know, the phone for two years or three years for one offense? Probably not. You know what I mean? It has to be something real serious, you know, to for her, my daughter to lose the phone altogether. But the main point is. Yes, we do. There has to be a punishment, but a punishment has to fit the crime. It has to be within measure. That's the way the Most High deals with us as a nation. That's the way he set that example so that we know how to deal with our children. That's it. All right. So uh, thank you, thank you for that, Kabara. That was that was uh, definitely on point, and I love the, uh, the the way you started to respond by saying that you would have first all first of all you were giving your daughter instruction um, in, in regard to the phone. Uh, now, this article, the, the very last thing it says is Jackson still has the phone. Now, this whole situation started in September of 2013. So this is, this is what, um, two and a half years later? Roughly. Two and a half years later, Jackson still has the phone. And it says, uh, second to the last sentence, is Detective Loud Gensler with Grand Prairie Police told News 8, officers made several unsuccessful attempts to return the property to its owner. Now, I told you earlier that there's a surprise party to this whole situation, and I'm going to let you brothers know that you've been dancing all around the surprise party. You know, um, and I thought somebody was going to bring it up, but you hadn't brought it up yet, so I want to go ahead and introduce the surprise party now. I can read it for you. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so you already knew? <laughs> yes, I can read it for you. Um, okay, if you like, well, you, if you want to introduce, if you want to go right ahead yourself, sir. Okay, uh, I'll I'll do that because uh, maybe somebody in the audience hasn't uh, figured out who the surprise party is. Okay, so the article states. Um, 
It says, uh, Jackson said he took his 12-year-old daughter's cell phone as punishment after finding inappropriate texts in September 2013. A few hours later, a few hours later, officers from the Grand Prairie Police Department showed up at his front door asking him for the iPhone 4 back. A few hours later now. Now, he took his daughter's cell phone as punishment, all right? But it's a few hours later, all right? So now, Michelle Stepp, um, she said, uh, the article also said, at that point, I decided the police don't interfere with my ability to parent my daughter, Jackson said. Um, it says, uh, Michelle Stepp, the child's mother, sees it differently. As a mom, I'm upset because, number one, the property belongs to me, she said. Stepp told juries on, jurors on Monday she called the police the day her daughter lost the use of her phone for disciplinary reasons. You can't take someone's property regardless if you're a parent or not. So it, this this thing escalated really, really fast. You know, so you kind of kind of wonder what in the world is going on here? They ain't going so fast like that, right? So you, you go a little bit further. So you you bite it. I'm gonna let you tell it. Yeah, go ahead, because I see you 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 bite it a bit to tell it. Go ahead. Well, basically, because the mother is married to uh, uh, a man that's on the police force. Exactly. You know, and I, I, I purposely left that information out in the beginning. But um, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't want to get ahead of you, but I, I purposely left that information out. But yeah, her, the man that she is currently married to, who also, according to the article, contributed to uh, purchasing the phone, um, he is a member of the local uh, police force. So you have a situation, you know, you're already dealing with someone that you're sharing joint custody with, you know, as far as the child is concerned, they both have their own separate families, which means that chances are you're not going to necessarily agree down the line as far as how to discipline this child. And going from the father's point, the fact that though the police officer showed up to his front doorstep within hours, of the conversation with the mother, now you have it's kind of disingenuous. You know what I'm saying? It is. Because it really is. It really is. And it's suspect. Now, granted, the defense, the uh, police spokesperson said that you know, well, the man being a part of the a member of the uh, law enforcement uh, for the local authorities didn't really play into the case. Which again, like I said, is disingenuous because now you have a conflict of interest um, because you have someone who. Per, uh, has contributed towards the purchase of this phone and he's sending uh, his uh, peers in a sense to go and retrieve said property back, you know? So it, it just adds, it just clouds everything, you know? And, and I think that's really what the father's beef is about is that, you know, the mother escalated it to the point of sending the police to his front door within hours of the conversation. And he was like, basically that's that, you know? Right. But again, back to my original point, because you have two individuals that says, well, I have a point to prove and it's about principle and I got a point to prove and it's about principle. Now the child is like, see, if I don't want to do something, if I get somebody that's up high enough to, you know, to rule in my favor, then I can get what I want. As long as I see them have the satisfaction of getting that person in trouble and causing them some grief. Scandalous. You know, so yes, yeah, so at the end of the day, like I said, no one wins, and the point that you were trying to make has been lost. It's been lost. So, so now, 
I have been on both shoes. I, I've been in the, in the wore the shoes of the man who is the policeman who has the stepdaughter, and I've worn the shoes of the man who is the father whose child is in the home with the stepfather. I've been the stepfather. My step stepdaughter's father had done something that was just simple discipline. I am not about to step in the way of that. In, in my eyes, because this is what I want done to me, and when you read the scriptures, the scriptures talk about do unto others as you have them do unto you. I may be paraphrasing that a little bit poor, but that's pretty much the gist of it. So in my eyes, if I'm disciplining my child, as long as I'm not doing something abusive, I don't want that child, my, my child's stepfather stepping in the picture. I want him to stay out of it. Let me deal with this. The only thing I want from him is support. And I think he should give me his support because I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing everything that's right in regard to this child. I can understand how Ronald Jackson was really kind of ticked off, not so much about the fact that the police was called, but the fact that this guy over here, the stepfather, is interfering. Mm-hmm. And how? And how he interfered. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah, you couldn't pay me to believe that she wasn't coached in that by by him during that whole situation. It it you know and and they make a statement here. Uh, Detective uh, Lyle Gensler with the Grand Prairie Police Department. He says uh, we did not like these kinds of instances to go into the criminal justice system. Gensler says we prefer to keep it out and the phone be returned and let the parents, the two adults, and let the parents, the two adults, and let them work it out among themselves. Michelle Steph is married to a Grand Prairie police officer. And then it says, in the entire investigation, that never came into play, Gensler says. He said it did not come into play the fact that she was married to a Grand Prairie police officer. I find it really fascinating, though. It's, you have to take the man at his word, but I find it really fascinating that within a few hours after the man took the phone, the police show up at the door to get the phone. Crap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brothers, you got any more to say about this whole situation? We we, we got just a few minutes left. <laughs> this is just... Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's an asinine situation in my, from what I can see. And, you know, it, it, so, in some place, somebody's got to exercise some degree of humility just to maintain peace because it is a crazy situation. Everybody's acting like a child, including the, the criminal justice system. Well, Josiah, I'm just going to quickly reference First um, Corinthians chapter 6. And verses 1 through 7, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just for our listeners, because Paul is actually dealing with the church of Corinth about them going to law with, uh, with certain matters that can easily be solved with the wisdom of the scriptures. You know, where someone has so-called done an offense, someone may have stolen property or whatever, and he's like, listen, why are you going to the, to, to the unbelievers 
to deal with this matter when you can simply go into scriptures and resolve it. You know, so for those of us that are followers of Christ, you know, the Lord gave us the instructions on how to deal with certain situations. And through the wisdom of the scriptures and counsel, simple matters are kept simple and not the whole entire point is being lost in a snowball of confusion because that's mm-hmm. what we have right here. The whole thing, no one disagrees that the child should not have been disciplined. But now that the mother got the police force involved within hours of the conversation, the father's basically like, screw you and the, and the horse they rode in on. Now you've turned it into something else. Like I said, the whole point of the whole issue has been lost. So there are ways to deal with it. That's my point. Okay, did you have a scripture that you're going to read, though? Or did you read it? Did I miss it? Uh, no, because it, it it's a little bit long, but I just referenced uh, 1 Corinthians chapter okay. 6, verses 1 through 7. Okay, okay. I, any, anyone else uh, have anything to say to kind of wrap this up? I would uh, just go back is... to... Go ahead, bro. I apologize. Right quick, Ephesians chapter 6, start of verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Out of thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long upon the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So as as, as parents, me being a parent as well as a step parent, believe it or not, once upon a time, it is still our responsibility to bring up our children and teach them in the way of the Lord, as well as be examples of Thus saith the Lord in the scriptures. Yeah, I would just reference uh, Psalms 30, 37 and 7. It says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man that bringeth wicked devices to pass. So uh, it just goes back to as much as life in you, deal peaceably with all men, and don't go into pride. Apply the scriptures. All praises. Well, well, brothers, uh, I, I tell you, it's been such a joy to have you, brothers, on this program to uh, draw on the scriptures to hopefully edify uh, not only ourselves, because we also need edification, but, but those who are listening in. Uh, but as always, all praises go out to the Most High in the name of his Son, Christ. So until next time, I bid you peace. Brothers and sisters, thank you for visiting with us in the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. You can visit our website at thebocc.com. Or you can email us at bodyofchrist at youreach.com or call us at 877-871-1712. Until our next visit... The Most High in the name of Christ. Bless you. Shalom.
Navy denim lovers. Today is the last day. Jeans for the family are just $15 for adults, $12 for kids. Plus, today is your last chance to redeem your super cash at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Better hurry, valid 211 and 212. Select styles only.